reaching Israel and the world and the world. Shalom, uvracha, peace and blessings. Welcome, beloved ones, today to this edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Cynthia Marjorie, my love, we're going to be continuing our study in the sacred book called the Song of Songs, Shir HaSharim, it's called in Hebrew. And what we're going to see today is that Yeshua actually calls us to face trials. He creates trials for us in order to mature us. Yeah, we normally don't think of that being the way, you know, that God's just easy, that we just know God and it's easy, but we're in a journey in this world. It's a journey of becoming the, the person that God's called us to be. And it's a process, it's a, a journey in the Lord. And, and so in that journey, journey, we discover that it's the challenges mm -hmm. are just the medicine that He's given us to make us mature in our love for Him, in our mature in our walk of love in this world. Yeah, we're gonna see that today in the Song of Songs, and we can parallel that to Paul's life. Because remember, Paul faced challenges, and he cried out to the Lord in the middle of the challenge, and the Lord said, Paul, my power is perfected in your weakness. There it is, there it is. So I hope today you'll gain revelation about how to face the hard times in your life with joy, knowing they have a purpose. Today we're picking back up in our study of the most gorgeous revelation in the Word of God as it relates to releasing the anointing of King Jesus' beauty upon His church. We're going today, beloved ones, into the Song of Songs. You know, Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians that the marriage between a man and woman is a shadow of Christ's relationship to the church. And the Song of Songs is all about God's marriage covenant relationship with His people. Now, in the earlier broadcast in this series, I've been talking about the great time of being opened up in the love of God that the Shulamite bride, who is a shadow of you and I, had been experiencing in the Lord. Now, to make this relatable to you, some of you can identify with the fact that when you were a brand new believer, and you just felt so embraced by the Lord. It seemed like little miracles were happening in your life all the time, and God's presence felt so near. But sometime after walking with the Lord for a length of time, whether it was a month or a year, whatever, all of a sudden it seems like some of that closeness that you were feeling began to seemingly drift away and you began to experience some struggles. That's what's happening now in our journey into divine love through the Song of Songs. The Shulamite bride is going into a transitionary period where previously she was just basking in her lover's presence in the shade under the apple tree, as described in the Word. Now what's happening is she suddenly sees that King Jesus is no longer with her under the apple tree, just lying there in his luxuriant, beautiful presence. Now the sun she looks, he's not there. He's on top of a mountain up there in the distance. So that's where we pick up now in chapter two, verse number eight. Listen, my beloved, behold, he's climbing on the mountains. Suddenly he's not here, he's over there. He's up on top of the mountain. He's leaping on the hills. 
And then he says to in verse number 10, arise my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. So it gets the scene once again. She had just been leaning her head on his bosom. She had just been feeling blessed. She had been brought into the king's chamber, just having an ecstatic experience of intimacy and divine love, just bathed in his nearness. Some of us have felt this before, bathed in his shalom. The arms of the Lord had just been around her. She felt it emotionally. Now all the sun, she sees that he's up on this mountain over here. It's no longer her laying on the ground, just basking in the feeling of his love. Now the son, she's called to a challenge. He's up on top of the mountain, up in the distance, and he says to her, arise now, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. You've got to climb this mountain now to stay near me. So let me read it again. Verse number eight, listen, my beloved, behold, he's coming, climbing on the mountains, leaping on the hills. And then in verse number 10, he says to her from the mountaintop, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. It's time now to follow me into the climb of this mountain. He continues, for behold, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers have already appeared in the land. This time of just being refreshed, it's over. The time has arrived now for pruning the vines. The voice of the turtle dove has been heard in our land. The fig trees have ripened. And then at the end of verse number 13, once again, arise my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. And so in order for you and I to mature in grace, the Lord has to bring us through some challenges. He has to put mountains in front of us that need to be climbed. I remember years ago, about 16 years ago, I was going through an extremely difficult challenge in my life. I mean, it was really an emotionally big challenge for me. And right in the midst of going through this really difficult time, I was ministering in a church, not my own congregation, but another church somewhere. I was just ministering there one Sunday. And we had a Sunday morning service and a Sunday evening service. After preaching the Sunday morning service, having lunch, I came back for the evening service and one of the congregants came up to me. She gave me this piece of paper. She said, I felt like the Lord gave me this word for you. And I opened up the piece of paper and the piece of paper said, it's time to go up the mountain. You're ready. Now I had not been preaching on the Song of Songs, so this was totally out of the blue, but that's what was happening. The Lord was saying, you know what? I've immersed you, I've strengthened you in my love. Now I've put in front of you a mountain. You're ready. It's time to climb the mountain with me. And it was a difficult journey. I mean, it took me like over a year to get up to the top of this mountain, but I was transformed in the process. And that's what's happening because beloved, the Song of Songs is a prophetic shadow of our journey in divine love. And so if you're not going through a trial now, you will in the future, because our life is a series of experiencing times of refreshing, like the Shulamite bride experience in chapter one, and then God brings us to a, through a trial that we'd be established in our faith. You see, the Bible tells us that when we go through trials, difficulties in our life, we should actually thank God and rejoice about them. Because even though they're hard, 
It's God's way of perfecting us and establishing us. In other words, if life was always easy, our roots would never grow deep. But when we cling to the Lord through difficulties, the roots of our faith are established so that we come to a place where we, where we gain a peace that's unshakable. Listen, the trials are necessary. So if you're going through a trial right now, don't waste it. Don't just complain about it and look to, 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 to find a way out. Rather, thank the Lord for the trial because of what he's gonna do in your life by going through the trial as you cling to him. You see, your trials are God's opportunities. Many of you know that the plants, the trees, that are the most sturdy are those that grow in the harshest climates. Why are trees that, glow, that grow in the harshest climates the most sturdy? Because the roots of the tree have to go so deep for them to receive the nourishment that they need. And the same is true with you and I. So thank the Lord for your difficulties and your challenges because it's through those difficulties and challenges that you mature and you gain a peace, beloved, that will carry you forward when you face further trials for the rest of your life. Your power, the Lord said, is perfected when you cling to him in your weakness. And so the Lord speaks to her and says, you know what, you're gonna grow through this. And then he describes her journey as being one that's in the secret place. He says to her, oh my dove in the cleft of the rock, in the secret place of the steep pathway, let me see your form, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your form is lovely. Just a couple things here. The, the Lord is calling upon her to come forth, not to shrink back, not to lie down in her bed defeated, but to cry out to him, to come forth. And he encouraged her, her once again by telling her how beautiful is your form, he said, is lovely. Let me read it again. Oh, my dove in the cleft of the rock. What's the cleft of the rock? It, it represents the place that Moses was when he called out to the Lord from the cleft of the rock, the place where the Lord revealed himself to Moses. And he says to her, you're in the secret place of the steep pathway. In other words, our relationship with the Lord, those of us that truly have an intimate relationship with him, it's a secret place that we commune with him from. And the way to truly follow Jesus, it's a steep pathway. I can tell you myself after following the Lord, beloved one, for more than 40 years now, the journey has been longer and more difficult than I thought it would be. In my earlier years, I just wanted to know what's the one thing I need to do, Lord, so that our relationship can be forged and I can experience your blessing for the rest of my life. I just wanted to find out what do I need to do, God, to get it over with so that it will be sealed in our relationship. But what I learned is it's not just one thing. It's not just one act, but rather it's daily, Jesus said, we pick up our cross to deny ourselves and follow him. So it's a steep pathway. It's a long mountain. It's a, it's a high road and it takes a lifetime to be transformed. I would like to give my special tribute to uh, Rabbi Snyder 
for the concern and the love he has for the people of Africa, and specifically the people of Uganda. This is the second time I am officiating this kind of function. The other time, so many people received, but this time, even the number has doubled. As we grow closer to our Savior's return, there are still millions who have not experienced Him, from Africa to Israel and every corner of the earth. But Rabbi Schneider, through all forms of media and on-the-ground crusades, is reaching the world with inspirational teaching from a Jewish perspective, equipping the church, evangelizing the lost, and pouring into the lives of pastors and leaders around the globe. This could not happen without you because you are an integral part in sending Him. Is God calling you to help Rabbi proclaim the gospel to the ends of the earth? Give at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And so once again, the Lord says to his lover, Oh, my dove in the cleft to the rock, that secret place that represents Moses crying out to the Lord where he revealed himself to Moses. Then he goes on, you're in the secret place in the secret place of the steep pathway. Listen, straight and narrow, Jesus said, is the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it. And broad and wide is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be that take it. The path to intimacy with the Lord is a steep path. It's a narrow path. Every day we wake up, we set our course to love and follow Him through all the little acts of the day we choose to put Him first. And then He says to her, let me see your form. Come forth now. Don't get weary, don't grow weak, don't become passive, but come forth. So if you're in a difficult place right now, God is calling you out of passivity. He's calling you to overcome being discouraged. He's calling you to overcome feeling like you're gonna give up. He said, let me see your form, let me hear your voice. He wants to hear you cry out to him. He wants to hear you cry out to him. He wants you to come out of despondency. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your form is lovely. So I want to encourage you right now, rejoice in your trial right now, because God is using it to accomplish something in you that could not be accomplished without it. The scripture tells us that the temporary trials, beloved, that you and I go through are not worthy to be compared with the eternal glory that these trials are working in us. So the conversation continues now. 
and the bride, the bride calls out to, to King Jesus, to King Solomon, who's a shadow of King Jesus. And she says, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that are ruining the vineyards while our vineyards are in blossom. In other words, she, she, wants, she wants this intimacy with the Lord, but she finds there are these little things that are going on in her life that are like stealing her joy and like hindering the relationship. Listen again. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that are ruining the vineyards while our vineyards are in blossom. What does this mean? There are certain things in, in, in your life and my life that they seemingly are little things, but they're, they're hurting our fully coming into our own in Jesus. They're hurting our relationship with him. They're, they're getting in the way, they're little foxes. Maybe for you, it's your addiction to social media. You love Jesus, you love him passionately, but yet you're constantly reaching for your phone to check who texts you. It's a little fox. It's taking you out of your relationship with the Lord. Maybe it's TV, maybe it's the internet, whatever it is. It's, it's a little thing seemingly, but it's taking you out of the steep pathway. It's robbing you of all the Lord wants to do in your life. Maybe you're too concerned about what other people think about you. You're spending so much time worrying about what people think about you. It's something that needs to be taken captive. And so she's praying to Yeshua for help. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that are ruining the vineyards while our vineyards are in blossom. So right now I wanna ask you, what is going on in your life that is taking you outside of the place that you need to remain in to fully come into your own in Jesus, to fully open up to him so that your garden can fully blossom before him. Maybe it's a, an addiction to food. Maybe it's a, a toxic relationship that you're having with somebody. Whatever it is, if I'm speaking to you right now, I wanna ask you just to take a moment, lift that thing up to the Lord and say, God, this is getting in the way in my life, it's hurting me. Father, I'm always checking my text always looking at social media. I'm too caught up in the news. I'm too involved in these relationships. I'm too concerned with what people think about me. Whatever it is, just lift that up to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to bring this thing captive. Help me to catch this fox because it's hurting me while I'm blossoming before you. Just take a moment. And then the dialogue continues. My beloved is mine and I am his. If I can grab my page here, the pages are sticking together. I'm too old fashioned to preach off my phone. I still love, uh, love my Bible here. One of the challenges with my Bible is my eyes have gotten so bad, the only Bible that I can read are, is this giant print Bible. And so this thing is like five pounds. This thing, this thing on this, like seven pounds I'm holding here. The conversation continues, beloved, as we close out chapter number two and verse number 17. And she says to this, she says, turn my beloved and be like a gazelle. Listen to this now, or a young stag on the mountains of Bethar. What's going on? Remember we began today's lesson by talking about that the journey of the Shulamite bride who's a shadow of you and I, begins with her just feeling totally immersed in the love of God. She said in chapter one, the king has brought me into his chamber. 
and that we've gone through chapter one and most of chapter two by her just adoring her bridegroom and talking about the experience that she's having in his love. And then suddenly we saw that the storyline shifted and she saw suddenly that King Jesus was no longer with her under the apple tree where she was basking in his shade, but suddenly his presence had lifted and she saw him, he was up on top of the mountain. And he said to her, come along now, my darling, it's time. It's time now, the rain has come and gone, the winter's passed, the, the figs have blossomed. It's time for you now to leave where you're at. Come out from under that apple tree. I want you now to climb this mountain because the place that you're gonna have intimacy with me now, it's not gonna be under the apple tree anymore. If you stay there, you're gonna find out that I'm not gonna meet you there. Where I want you now is I want you to climb this mountain. I'm on top of the mountain. But what did she do, beloved? She refused to go. She refused to go. She didn't want to do it. She didn't want to conquer what it was that the Lord had given her to conquer. And so she says this to him, turn my beloved. She's asking him to look away, turn away. Don't ask me to do that. I'm not going to do that. Turn my beloved and be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of Beth Hare. Now the Hebrew word Beth Hare, that this mountain was called means separation or disjunction. So basically she was saying to him, I can't do that, Lord. I can't conquer that thing. I can't go up that mountain. Just turn away. Don't ask me to do that. It's a time, she said, of separation and disjunction because I can't do what you're asking me to do. And we're going to find as we continue next time that when she refused to conquer what the Lord was asking her to conquer, when she refused to leave that place of comfort to go up that mountain, she ended up experiencing disjunction, separation, just as that Hebrew word Bethere means. He was on, Yeshua was on the mountain of Bethere. It became the mountain of Bethere because it became a place of separation. Let me ask, beloved friend, what is the Lord speaking to you about that you're refusing to yield to him in? What is it? Where is he asking you to surrender to him? What fear is he asking you to conquer? What relationship is he asking you to break off? What relationship may he be asking you to change? What is it that he's asking you to do in terms of changing how you're taking care of your body? Perhaps what you're eating, but you've refused to obey. What does he ask you to do with your time and talent and treasure in terms of honoring him with your finances? serving him in the body in some type of serving position. Maybe it's even being a bolder witness. What is the Lord asking you to do where you're not yielding to him? When you and I know that the Lord has put his finger upon something in our life and we say no to him, you know what happens? Bethere takes place. Separation takes place and we lose a sense of fellowship. I wanna ask you today in the love of God to repent of that thing right now. Get on your knees and say yes to God in that area where you've been resisting Him. And as you do, beloved, and follow up your yes in your heart with an action step, you're gonna be brought into intimacy once again, and you'll be brought to a greater height than you've ever been brought to before. The scriptures teach us that no good thing does He withhold from those that love him. 
Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto us. As we come to the close of the broadcast today, I want us to ask ourselves, are we adequately loving God with our wealth? I know that many of us have heard messages on this before and as soon as we hear a discussion about finances, we're kind of jaded, it turns us off. But the reality is, the scriptures are clear that God's people are called to honor him with the first fruits of their wealth. I just wanna ask you today, beloved one, if God is blessing you through this ministry, would you honor him with your wealth through this ministry? The scripture tells us when we honor him with our lives, it comes back to us, pressed down, good measure, running over into our lives. Let's trust him, let's honor him, and let's love him. I wanna thank you in advance for your love and for your gifts. God's richest blessing on your life. I love you and shalom. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the book of Numbers chapter six, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yahweh The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Authentic, straightforward, and uncompromising. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. 
Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Today's episode concludes the series, Mysteries of the Song of Songs, Season 4. If you've enjoyed this series and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen.